Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, Stephanie J, and I'm so glad to be with you today. I have my son Christian here with me, and Christian is going to do my introduction for this episode. Christian, what's my foundational verse? Psalm 118 and 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice? To experience joy in a high degree. And to be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations. To exalt. All right. And what's my acronym for rejoice that you always say along with me anyway? To reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. Thank you, Christian. Good job. I'm so glad to be back with you. Pray that you're doing well. The last episode, I left off talking about some things that were in my heart. And today I'm not going to waste any time because time just runs out so fast and you start to get into it. And there's so many things that you want to say and don't really have an opportunity to say. Well, I feel that this, this topic is a little important today. I think that many people may need to hear this and may need to realize it. And I know we hear it on other platforms and we hear it in different ways, but I actually want to give it to you, especially women out there in a way that is coming from experience and hopefully someone will pick up on what I'm saying and begin to make some different choices. I was talking last about how after my mother died, my father and I were having a conversation and he made the statement to me that unfortunately you do not get time to grieve because you still have a family to look after. And that just was not the best advice because I needed time off to grieve. I needed help. I needed someone to help me cope with the pain that I was dealing. But instead, I put everything aside to be there for my family, to take care of everyone, to still try to function normally. And yes, at this time, I talked at the beginning of the last episode about fasting talking about the fast that I just came through and how I've made it a discipline in my life through the years. I've gone on various fasts. Sometimes, I didn't mention this, but sometimes the fast started impromptu because I lost my appetite um, going through grief and different things. And sometimes, or if I'm upset about something, if I'm dealing with something, the first thing that seems to happen is my nerves take over and I don't have an appetite to eat, especially if it's in hot weather. And normally in the times like that, I said, well, you know what? I might as well turn this into a fast. And, you know, I get other benefits from that as well, whether it's a planned fast or not. So I wanted to kind of share about that. And hopefully anyone who has listened and heard and you're interested in fasting, you know, you can go to the bookstore. There's tons of information online. There are experienced fasters out there. There are people who blog about it. There are people who have YouTube channels about it. You know, the information is out there. So 
I would definitely advise you to check into it if this is something that you're interested in. And so I also said that I wanted to talk about releasing, letting go of some things because that actually was the purpose for my fast. I needed to be in a different place mentally and emotionally for the things that are coming in my life, the changes that are taking place. There were some things that I had been dealing with. And I've kind of let the situation lapse and lapse and lapse until it put me in a slump. And it it actually, the situation was so heavy that it has affected my creativity. It has affected my lifestyle. It was affecting my sleep. It was affecting my rest. It was affecting my ability to move on in some areas in my life. I was stagnant. And sometimes things will happen to give you a push in that direction and say, okay, now you, you've been here like a little bit too long. It reminds me of the scripture and I didn't get into any scriptures on the last episode. I may, or I may not this time. I do have some in front of me, but I just want to just, just do some straight talk. Um, it reminds me of the story when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and God was like, how long y'all going to keep going around this mulberry bush? How long are you going to keep circling this same mountain year after year after year after year? You know, that journey, I mentioned it, I think on another episode, that journey was only supposed to be a short journey. I believe they said it would have taken them about eight days to get to their destination. Had they gone the route that they were supposed to without all of the murmuring and complaining, that journey took them 40 years because God finally told Moses, the one that was sent to deliver them. How many times has God sent something or someone Now I'm not getting on anyone. I'm talking to myself first and foremost. There have been situations that I've been in that I knew better and I knew God was sending help. God sent prophecies. He sent people who did not even know me and I had them on record right now. I have them. I have a string of all kinds of prophecies that I received from the age of 12 to about 47, you know, just a couple years ago. And I'm not talking about going to people, asking them for a word. I'm not that person. I'm not a seeker. I know how to seek the Lord for myself. I've been in conversations with people and we'll be talking about one thing. And now a funny story comes to me that I mentioned on another episode that I probably would get to share. And I think this is appropriate to bring this up, but, um, there's, there's another one that just popped in my mind, but there there's times when I don't even feel like talking. I'm out and about, I'm handling my business. And there are times that I would say, Lord, please don't send anybody on my path. I don't feel like talking to anybody today. And it's like they say, God has a sense of humor. That would be the very day when someone would come and talk to me. Someone would say something to me, start a conversation. So this particular day, this was uh, last year, I was going through something really heavy in my marriage. I will share that. It was a heavy situation in my marriage. And I left out of the house one morning to kind of keep the peace. And I was really, really frustrated, but I left out of the house early in the morning 
before my husband got up and I took my son and I went to the park before anything opened. Nothing was, you know, open at the time. It was like seven something in the morning. And, you know, I took his breakfast out there, some snacks and something to drink. And, you know, we were just going to be there for a little while. And then I had a telephone conference that was scheduled for like eight, eight o'clock that morning, eight 30. And I just didn't want to take the call in the house. So we went to the park and I'm sitting there. I have my worship music on and I'm just praying and I'm talking to the Lord and my son is on the swing and he's just, you know, enjoying the swing and everything. And he's quiet. And so I'm not even talking to him. And then at some point I just got tired and I sat down on this, the little cement block that you know, you can pull your car up in front of when you park. I'm sitting there and all of a sudden a car pulls in. I'm going to try to talk quickly about this because I know, you know, I have other things that I would like to talk about, but this, uh, lady pulls up and I had seen her before she was out in the park with a man who was homeless. He was from uh, another town. I forget where he told us he was from, but he was sleeping out in the park, even though he told us he he was a music, a big time music producer and all of these exorbitant tales. Um, he was actually literally sleeping in the park and we had seen him out there for several weeks. So I had noticed that this lady was sitting out there with him on about two different occasions. So I recognized her. I don't think she recognized or would know that she saw me out there because I was out there running and, you know, working out and stuff while they were just sitting, you know, sitting over on a chair smoking and talking or whatever. So I clearly heard this voice say, go talk to her. I said, mm -mm. I said, I am not in the mood to talk to anybody. I am not talking to this woman. I was real rebellious this day. And after about five minutes, she, you know, she's getting stuff out of her car. She's setting up the table. She puts a hot plate on the table and she's, you know, doing all this stuff. So after a few minutes, she said, huh, what'd you say? I said, and we're talking long distance. So I said, I, I didn't say anything. She said, oh, okay. And then she said, oh, I remember those days. You know, I remember being on the swings and stuff. So I said, okay, yeah, uh-huh, me too. Now we're, we're not even next to each other. She's yelling this to me. And it was almost as God was saying, so you're not going to talk to her? Okay, we'll see. So... A few minutes later, she said, what'd you say? I said, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I said, I'm, you know, just listening to my music. So after about two or three minutes, I said, oh, let me get up and go talk to this lady. And, you know, she's like a middle-aged white lady. And I did find out that she was homeless at the time. She was in transition. And we just started to talk. And she said, yeah, I was just saying about your son. You know, I remember being little and on the swings and everything like that. And within five minutes, she shifted the conversation. She said, I can look at you and tell you're a businesswoman. So I just started laughing. Now, I took business magnet all through my high school years, had all kind of office jobs, done all kind of businesses on my own, worked in many ministries. So, yeah, I, I didn't tell her that, though. She just said, I can see it all over you. She said, um, you got a special gift. 
and she said, your voice, she said, you got a, you got a powerful voice. She said, do you sing? I said, yeah. She said, yeah, I know. I see it. She said, honey, I see you. You're going in these churches and you're teaching. I said, I was born and raised in a church. I've done a lot of teaching. I said, actually, I'm a minister. So we talked for over an hour over an hour. And I just told her, I said, I'm sorry, I have to record some of this because some of what you're saying is some of the answers that I've been praying about. And a short of it at the time I was making a decision, whether I was going to accept a job in Florida, I had interviewed for three different positions on the phone. And one of the offers was, you know, well, if you, if you want to come, just come on, we'll welcome your help. But he said, the only thing is because of the hurricane, it was Hurricane Michael at the time. He said, because of the hurricane, we do not have housing in place. So anybody relocating um, would have to find their own housing and stuff. So I said, okay, I didn't turn it down. I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And I told him I, you know, give him a call back within a certain amount of time. And I began to research. I began to think about a couple that I knew down in Florida who had told me to come on and come to their ministry if I ever came down there. But when I looked at the map, they were hours away from where this location would have been. So I said, well, that definitely wouldn't work. And so I'm looking at all these different angles and I'm praying about it. And I'm also fasting about it because I did not want to make a mistake and I needed clear direction. So here, here, here's God showing up in this lady that I did not even want to talk to. And then I just mentioned to her, she said, I don't know what you're going through, but she said, it's a heaviness on you. I can see it all over you. She said, but honey, shake that off because God's going to do some things in your life. She said, I know it might look not look like it now, but I'm a businesswoman too. And I recognize it when I see it. She said, oh, you know how to get things done. She said, your season is coming and you're going to have people that are going to help you to get where you need to get. Now, I'm still waiting on a lot of that, <laughs> but I've been taking strides and making steps, but she said to me, uh, you're about to do something in this area. I said, actually, I am praying about and considering moving to Florida. And she said, oh, honey, you don't want to do that. She said, I'm from Florida, been born and raised there my entire life. And she gave me about a 20, 25 minute crash course on Florida, every area where she lived, telling me how the money is not there, how even doctors don't get paid a lot. And she said, let me just give you some advice. She said, I'm telling you, she said, do not pack up your things, pack up your baby and move to Florida. She said, if you want to go down, go down for a visit. She told me how you can, you know, get, she told me to, about, uh, getting some, I forget what the name that she actually called it, but you can go and get this little plot of ground and something that you can actually camp on. She was like, you're not worried about housing. You don't want to go stay. She said, just go stay temporarily, get a feel for it. She told me, go to this area, go to this area, stay away from here. I mean, she told me everything I needed to know. But by the time I finished that conversation with this woman that I did not want to have, I was clear on my direction, clear on the decision that I needed to make. And then by the time I entered into what was the situation that I was dealing with, by the time all of that happened, God totally worked out my situation to where it was no doubt, 
No doubt in my mind that he wanted me right where I was. But what happened was he needed to move some things out the way and I needed to release some things. And so it worked out. I'm talking to you today, folks, from experience. The God that I'm talking about, I know him. I am not talking about Daniel's God. I am not talking about the Hebrew boy's God. I'm not even talking about Joseph's God or Esther's job. God, excuse me. I must be thinking about Job. I know that God. Definitely. I've been through a lot like Job. Not all of it. Thank God. Cause I don't even know what it's like to lose a child, but I know what it's like to lose a mother, a brother, go through divorces and, you know, um, a, a divorce. <laughs> I'm not I'm not like Elizabeth Taylor or any of these people out here married three and five and six and seven times. Uh, this is the second and last from me, but I am not uh, talking from that point. I am talking from experience and I'm not negating or putting down the Bible stories at all because it is the word of God. It was given to us. The Bible says the old Testament is types and shadows of things to come. All I'm saying is I do not make it through what I'm going through off of someone else's testimony. I've been through so much and every time and at every turn I have witnessed God and God alone work these things out for me. I've witnessed the results of fasting and prayer and getting on my face and getting in his word. And let me tell you, as I said, I'm going to keep it light. I am not trying to, this is not like the inquirer, whatever those, those stars and all that stuff is. I do not read those magazines, the tabloids. I am not on here to put out all my business and every detail. We all have stuff going on in our lives. I will share things and don't have any qualms about it. If the Lord is leading me, that is not the purpose of this show, but I will let you know the, the very situation that she was talking to me about and the issues that was going on, I knew, and I felt something. And as I started to fast, see what I'm telling you is when you get the distractions out, your senses become clearer and you can hear and you can see things at a higher level because now you're not on this low level tangling with whatever or whoever, be it the devil, whoever he's using. So you can actually begin to hear God clearer. And I would come in my room. I wasn't worried about hanging out, doing anything. I was not even worried about the situation. What I would do is stretch out on my floor. After I put my son to bed and everything quieted down or whatever, I did what I needed to do. I would just put my blankets down and lay out before the Lord. And this one particular day, now the amazing thing is this was an empty spot at that time on my floor. It is now where my podcast, my computer stuff is set up, my CDs and everything, my microphone, the table, everything. I laid out on the floor this particular night and I was so heavy. And I remember I began to speak to God like this. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on right now. I can't see the enemy, but you can. And I feel like something is brewing. God, I know this feeling. I felt it before. I was sensing some things and I knew something was going on. And it actually was a plot going on against me with a few people. 
I tell you, I had no clue what was going on. I did not know not one detail, but I felt it. And I, what I realized and I recognized it was the Holy Spirit signaling me that something was coming and that I needed to be prepared for because it was heavy. I'm telling you, if as sure as my name is Stephanie, if I had not sought the Lord, if I had not spent that time in fasting and prayer and opening up that word, this thing would have came and knocked me out of the loop. This thing would have really took me down. The Lord knew what was happening. And so all I said to him was, I don't know what's going on, but I need direction. I need instruction from you. And as I laid there, after I finished, it was a brief prayer. It wasn't no, oh Lord, oh Father, Father God, thou knowest. And oh Lord Jesus. And I wasn't praying in tongues and I, I wasn't, you know, wailing or anything. I just said a simple prayer. God, I feel something. Whatever it is, I need direction. I need instruction. And I know you have the answers because you see everything. I said, you even see the enemy where he's lurking. I can't see that far. So I need you to help me. And when I got quiet, I'm going to say within five to 10 minutes, I heard this voice tell me to go see somebody. I said, why, Lord? There's no reason for me to go see this person. He said, go talk to him, not him as a male. It's a him in a position that I don't want to say. I said, okay, I don't understand. And see, sometimes that's where obedience comes in. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. So I waited two days, two whole days. And I went on a Saturday and I saw that the Lord arranged it where the person was available and there was no one else around. And I was able to have the time that I needed to explain the situation, still not knowing what was going on. But when I showed them some things that, <laughs> that I had, I'll just put it, some things that I needed to kind of let, let this person see kind of what I was dealing with. He actually got angered. And then he got a piece of paper and wrote down an address and a telephone number and said, call these people. And I want you first thing Monday morning to make an appointment to go out there and talk to them. Do you know that guy? And I could have walked away from that and said, look, I'm not doing all that. There's no reason. Again, I have to reiterate. I did not know what the enemy's plan was. But can I tell you today? As my time is starting to run down, if I had not been obedient, see, sometimes God is talking to us and we're not listening because we're too afraid to make changes. We're too afraid to let go. We're too afraid to ruffle some feathers. We're too afraid to step out into the water because we think that we're going to sink. We become so familiar with things in our lives that we can't possibly think like, oh no, if I take this step, this is going to happen. This, If I had not been obedient, that plan, that attack of the enemy would have knocked me out. I would have been down for the count for only God knows how long. And it is a situation that I would not have recovered from. But let me tell you what my God did. He turned that whole entire situation around. And what the individual was trying to do to me I kid you not, it's like Haman in the story of Esther. God totally reversed that thing. And now what they were trying to do, it's the shoe is on the other foot. 
And the funny thing about it, which it doesn't matter, they're not even willing to take responsibility. They're still trying to find uh, excuses and blame and trying to say, you know, why they weren't wrong or whatever. It, it, it doesn't even mean anything because that's what happens today. This is under the heading of letting go. That is what happens. I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear me today. That is what happens when you learn how to let go and let God as the song. I think the man's name is Dwayne Woods. Let go and let God. When you learn to trust him, as I read earlier today, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart. It says to lean not to your own understanding. And I was telling God all throughout that and many other circumstances, God, I don't understand this. God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know what you want me to do here. But when you acknowledge him, when you trust him, when you seek him with your whole heart, when you have no ulterior motives, when you're willing to be obedient, God, I don't care if this is uncomfortable. I don't care if some feelings have to get hurt, I'm going to release this thing. I'm going to give it over to you. And then you have to be willing like Jesus in his Gethsemane moment. I talked about this before. Father, I don't want to do this. I know that you have other ways. If you're willing, you can do this another way. But if not, nevertheless, that will be done. And so that's what I had to learn through much pain, much heartache, much trials, much tribulations. I had to learn to say, nevertheless, that will be done. God is not comfortable right now. I'm not comfortable in this situation. I don't want to do this this way. I'm telling him that even now. But you know what I had to do? I had to put my agenda aside. I had to put my thoughts. I had to put my expectations, the expected outcomes. I had to lay all of that aside and say, nevertheless, Father, your will be done because you know what? He knows best. He's a loving parent who knows best. God is not out to hurt us. He's not going to do anything to hurt you. Anything that he tells you to do is because he knows what's best for you. He knows who's around you. That means you no good. And some of us want to stay in circles. Not me. I've been delivered from that. My circle is extremely small these days. And I ain't making no bones about it because I'm not even the one that initiated a lot of things that happened. But that's what happens when you really begin to become serious about your walk for Christ. It is a lonely road. It is a rugged road long, hard road. You are carrying your cross. And a lot of times you'll find if you really start following after Christ, the very people that need to be out of your life will begin to disappear anyway, because they're like, okay, that's too much. You're doing too much. That's too rigid. What? Seriously? You don't watch this. You're not going here. You don't go out. You don't party. You're not doing this anymore. I can't come over anymore. You're not going to let me use you. You're not going to let me take advantage of you. All right. See ya. And that's when you need to learn to say, Bye-bye. When I was coming up, they used to have this saying, we used to say, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. And some of y'all need to go back to that. As funny as it sounds, some of you need to release some stuff in your life. You may not have to fast. You may need to fast. Some of you may need to go and clean some stuff out in your home. Some of you may need to clean that car out. Some of you may need to clean your emails out. Some of you may need to clean your phone out. Some of you may need to, to clean your contacts out. I don't know what you need to do, but you cannot make room for the new. The Bible says you cannot pour 
old wine into new wine skins. And can I tell you, that's what I've been doing in my life for a long time. And it keeps you stagnant. It keeps you from moving forward. I can feel another episode, maybe two coming on. I am feeling this thing in here today. I hope y'all can hear it. This energy right now is off the roof and I'm trying to maintain it. Cause I'm like, I'm not on a platform. I am not preaching, but I'm feeling so animated about what I'm talking about right now because I've been through it. I'm releasing it. I'm sharing parts of my testimony, parts of my life. This is my story. This is straight talk. I've been through it and I'm sitting here trying to contain myself because I'm like, this is a podcast episode, but so be it. Somebody needs to get the message today. You need to hear it. You need to let go of some stuff in your life. You cannot make room for what God has for you. And he cannot bring anything into your life until you make room. I'm constantly telling a girlfriend of mine, she has a desire to be married. I'm not going to put her on blast, but there are some things around her. And I'm like, God's not going to bring a mate or a husband into this until this situation is straightened out. Nobody's coming in that. So we have to learn how to use wisdom. We have to learn how to use obedience. You, we, we have to learn how to seek God. I read this morning, Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Stop seeking that man. Stop seeking that woman. Stop seeking those so-called friends. Stop trying to hang out and, and as they say, keep up with the Joneses, trying to impress people. I've never been that person. I don't care if you like me, if you don't. I'm not trying to live my life pattern after nobody. I'm not trying to please people. And when you get like that, you will find out that your walk will be very lonely because a lot of times people come with an agenda. They come only to get what they can from you. And then, like I said, once they do, they're blowing like those leaves off those trees. You don't hear from them until they need you for something else. Even if it's to talk them through, to help them through something, you can do better than that. Tyler Perry had a play years ago. I can do bad all by myself. I heard that. And I said, no, I can do better by myself. Cause then I don't have the compromise. My time is about to run out. I can do better by myself because now I can get before the Lord and we can straighten some things out. God, look at Stephanie. God show me me. God, show me what I need to release. Show me what I need to let go. And Holy Ghost, help me not to struggle with it, especially if it's not good for me. Somebody needs to hear that today. And I'm going to talk to you again. Until then, be encouraged. Hold your head up.